Timmy and I with you here on the Green Zone on this Monday afternoon. A busy weekend in the National Hockey League. The Oilers stayed hot. The Jets stayed hot. They're at the top of the standings. Today, William Nylander signs a massive eight-year extension with the Leafs and $92 million. But the bad news in the NHL over the weekend was the news Connor Bedard is on the IR with a, a fractured jaw that suffered Friday night. Not a dirty hit by Brendan Smith. Bedard kind of just skated right at him, and he just lowered the shoulder and fractured jaw. Unfortunate. I'm I'm hoping my fingers are crossed. He can be there for All Star Weekend, but probably he's going to be out a little bit longer than that. But it might not be that much longer. Uh, the NHL All Star Game, of course, about a month away. Um, you can still vote for Tanner Janot. Janot, you want to uh, the uh, Oxbow Saskatchewan uh, product? You can find out how on our social media at Green Zone SK. Belton Johnson joining us now, our football go-to. So much to talk about. CFL, NFL, college football, Belton Johnson. But first, uh, Zelko Stefanovic was on about the uh, battle on the prairies. And um, he said that you might have met your match, that he might be as loud as you are uh, out there coaching in Moose Shop. You know what? I know I met my match, Jamie. I, <laughs> I can admit it. And you know what? I love it because, you know, Zelko, just lots of energy out there, right, and everything when we're practicing and everything, right? And I love it, and I can't wait till uh, Thursday here. Yes, Thursday, a battle on the prairies. Over 1,000 athletes at the Yara Center in Moose Jaw, California, Boston teams, Alberta, uh, Saskatchewan selects. Uh, as uh, they get their international uh, calendar ready for some of the teams that will be going down south and, of course, uh, some of the teams that are going overseas later in the year. But Belton Johnson, NFL playoffs start this weekend. How ready are you uh, for the playoffs to finally be here in the NFL? Jamie, I'm glad it's nice and cool around here. I can just snuggle up and watch TV all (laughs) Saturday, Sunday. And guess what, Jamie? One on Monday, buddy. Yes. I can't wait, man. Okay. Uh, we look at the final 14 teams. Uh, we look at wild card weekend. One of my favorite matchups. Like, if I'm watching one game this weekend, it's Matt Stafford and the Rams going into Detroit. Matt Stafford's old stomping grounds to take on the Lions. I love this storyline so much. And I'm picking the Rams to beat the Lions. You must you must copy me, Jamie, or something. And and I I do like that game, right? Uh, Stafford's coming back to Detroit. I, I can't remember how. I think it's been a while since he's been part of the Lions there and everything. But the thing is, with the Detroit Lions and the Rams, the Rams they have a high powered offense. I think Detroit has a high powered offense. I think the difference is really probably let's say the Detroit defense, because just that secondary, they have so many issues here and everything. So I think Stafford is going to have a big game. He's coming back, let's say, home, because that's the the Lions. That's who drafted him, right? So he's coming back, and I think he's going to rob the Lions there. Okay. There's a few teams going into wild card weekend that, I'll be honest, uh, I think they need to pick it up a little bit. That's the Chiefs, the Dolphins, and the Eagles. Of course, the Dolphins face the Chiefs, so one of those teams is going on. 
Do any of those teams, do you foresee any of those three teams that were probably what after week five, six, seven Super Bowl favorites? But now, do you see the, any of those three teams making a run? So the Eagles, I definitely can see them making a run. I think once playoff ball starts here and everything, I think they're going to be okay. I think, you know, you just named the, what the Chiefs and Dolphins, that will be a game. But the Eagles, they play the Bucks. I, I, I looked at the Bucks record and everything, who they played. I, you know, I don't think they really played too many good teams, right? You know, the, the record is what it is, but the Eagles, I think they'll get that one. And, you know, I think they could easily move on. But the Dolphins, the Chiefs, you know, it might be whoever gets out of this round. I think I'm actually going with the Chiefs for some reason. It's pretty much a coin toss for me, the Dolphins and the Chiefs. And I think the reason I'm picking the Chiefs is because they're at home. That's pretty much the only reason. And the Dolphins, they got lots of injuries. I don't think either one of those teams will make it, you know, in the next round, whoever wins this upcoming round. Buff- what did Buffalo prove last night? Like as as bad as Josh Allen was at times, there were a few interceptions, fumbled the ball. My goodness, there's something there's something right all of a sudden happening in Buffalo after a midseason lull. And what I I know they're on a win streak here. I think they got they're they might be one of the hottest team other than the Rams coming in here, right? Uh, and everything. So Buffalo, you know, and they, you know, you mentioned it last week, Jamie. They played some some good teams pretty close, right? Uh, the Eagles was one of those teams that, you know, and then they beat the Dolphins to take the crown and everything, right? So I think especially, guess where they're playing, Jamie? <laughs> they're playing in Buffalo, man. And I know, you know, the Steelers, yeah, they're there, but, you know, they might be the worst team <laughs> in the playoffs here, you know, just with Rudolph. And guess what? T.J. Watt, he's, I think he, I don't think he's playing this week, to be honest with you, but I could be wrong. Hey, he's questionable uh, right now. Didn't look good uh, for the uh, Steelers' dynamic uh, defensive end as we're uh, looking at the NFL. Okay, we talked about the Rams maybe being an upset. The the Browns are favored on the road against the Houston Texans. Who do you like between the Browns and the Texans this weekend? Jamie, you know how you said the game you're looking forward to was the uh, the Lions and the uh, the Rams? Yep. This is the one I'm looking forward to. Cleveland playing in Houston, and I don't know. It's just Houston. I like everything that they've done, all the turmoil that's happened in the past, and everything there with that franchise. And you know, you got a, a quarterback, what C.J. Stroud. You know, maybe rookie, offensive rookie of the year. You got a uh, rookie head coach. Who knows? Maybe he gets you know coach of the year. Even though the Browns, I know they got a case for it as well, but. I don't know. I like the Texans playing there in Cleveland. I like that high-powered offense the Texans have. And you know what? I think they're going to get a couple picks off of uh, old agent Joe Flacco there. Oh, no, no believer in January Joe from Belton Johnson with the <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Okay, I'll take the Browns. You take the Texans. Yeah. Um, well, I've uh, smoked old fashions on it or something like that. Uh, any chance, any chance the Dallas Cowboys have a season end to the Green Bay Packers uh, this coming Sunday with Jordan Love heading to Dallas? 
Jamie, what's the Cowboys' record at home? Uh, are they undefeated uh, they, at home? Are they, they're eight and zero at home this yeah. season, Jamie. Mm-hmm. They're not losing that game, Jamie. Will it? Will it be close? I don't think it's going to be close at all. I think Cowboy Nation is going to come in there. It's going to be very loud <laughs> for Jordan Love. I think he's going to get confused on some things. And that defensive player, what's his name, Mr. Micah Parsons? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's coming. He's humming on all cylinders. I'm pretty. This is the game that I want to guarantee. I will guarantee the Cowboys win, James. That is guarantee. a Belton Johnson guarantee as it's guaranteed to be some pretty good ball this weekend. But, of course, should be some good ball tonight. What do you get? Belton Johnson, you watch probably more college football than anybody uh, in Saskatchewan. This is this is your jam, U.S. college football. Who wins the national championship tonight, the Michigan Wolverines or the Washington Huskies? You know, me and my brother, we got to chit-chatting and everything about this one. He's going with the Wolverines. I'm going with Washington. And it's simple fact, the quarterback there, that guy, he can sling the ball. I think he's going to be one heck of a draft pick when it's time and everything. And I just think, I know Michigan, they like to beat up on people. You know, they got the whole line. They got the running game and everything. Got a good defense. But I'm thinking that with the Huskies, they're going to air it out, and you're going to see a heck of a show tonight by Washington. Okay, uh, final one, CFL meetings going on in Nashville. Uh, the the first rule up for debate is the dribble punt kick that the Montreal Alouettes did a few times last year. Should it stay or should it go? If you're in those meetings in Nashville, I'd love to be in those meetings just because it's in Nashville. But if you're down there, Belton Johnson, what would your recommendation be to keep the rule as is or to get rid of it? If I'm the Alouettes, I want to keep it, Jamie. <laughs> but no, I, I think it should be gotten rid of. I don't know that. That was one quirk that I completely still don't understand in the CFL rules. And and it's a nice, you know, I guess I'll say a change up or something like that, but I think it needs to be gone, man. No. Keep it. Why, Jamie? It's fun. That's why. Now you have to defend it. I was hoping they put they do it in the Grey Cup because what was it, second and twenty or something like that uh, oh, yeah. for the Alouettes in that final drive. I was hoping they're going to pull it off. Little dribble kick. Boop. Now you have to defend it. I want to keep it. Belton wants it changed. We'll debate it uh, during the week as it's going to be debated in Nashville. Uh, Belton Johnson, enjoy the national championship and best of luck starting on Thursday in Moose Jaw at the Battle on the Prairies with Sask Selects. Thank you very much, Jamie. You have a good one. That is our CFL, NFL, NCAA analyst, Belton Johnson, with you here on the Green Zone. So we're, we're Belton and I are against each other on a few things. The dribble punt kick that the Montreal Alouettes pulled off in the CFL, he wants it gone, I want it to stay. And the Browns and the Texans. He's got the Texans. I'm taking the Browns. Wildcard weekend is always a blast in the National Football League as the playoffs are here. Who do you think holds the Vince Lombardi trophy when it's all said and done in about four weeks from now in Las Vegas? I have to make my pick. I am unsure. Like Baltimore 49ers, okay. 
one of those two teams, that's going to be the most popular pick. But there's a few teams I'm keeping my eye on. The Buffalo Bills have won five straight games going into the playoffs. They're playing some complete football. And it's not just on Josh Allen having to score 36, 38 points. No, they're getting a pretty good defensive effort as well. More coming up here on the Green Zone, including a chat about that Detroit-LA Rams game with one of the best offensive linemen in the history of pro football. Lomas Brown used to block for Barry Sanders. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame, the Detroit Lions Hall of Fame. He's now the radio color analyst for the Lions. He's up at 535 to preview that one right here on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone on this Monday in the NHL uh, tonight. Uh, There's one game that's being talked about a little bit because 30 years ago, the Vancouver Canucks went to Madison Square Garden uh, for a Game 7 against the New York Rangers. And I don't think we need to talk about what happened that night outside of Nathan Lafayette hitting the post, could have tied the game with about seven minutes left, at Trevor Linden scoring both goals for the Vancouver Canucks in a, a loss to the New York Rangers in Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Final. But it's the Rangers and the Canucks 30 years later. And if you look at the standings, the Vancouver Canucks, a number one in the Pacific Division, the New York Rangers, number one, in the Metropolitan Division. Now, I went with the uh, College Football Championship tonight because there is a trophy being handed out tonight. That's the game of the night. Uh, that would be a good runner-up for hockey fans uh, with the Rangers and the Canucks. Hope you're having a great Monday, Saskatchewan. Jamie and I with you here on the Green Zone. NCAA championship game will start in about an hour. Michigan-Washington, uh, late night in the National Hockey League, but the, the big game is the Canucks and the Rangers. But let's preview some of the games going on. Wild card weekend in the National Football League. The Detroit Lions are hosting their first playoff game in 30 years. 1993 was the last time they hosted a playoff game. The last time they won a playoff game was 1991. Lomas Brown was an outstanding seven-time Pro Bowl tackle for the Detroit Lions blocking for Barry Sanders back then. Now the color analyst of the Detroit Lions. He's in the Detroit Lion Hall of Fame. But with all these storylines coming in, what do we got with the Lions about the winning? Who is the opposing? Oh, the guy they used to have in Matthew Stafford, who they traded to the Rams for the quarterback the Lions have now in Jared Goff. I can't wait for this one. Uh, Lomas, what do you expect this weekend uh, with the Lions and the Rams? I'll give you one word. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic, man. I mean, you, you described it. Think about it. Matthew coming back to the city where he he led us for 12 years at the quarterback position, was never able to get over that hump and win the playoff game here and never got an opportunity to host the game 
at Ford Field, and now he gets the chance to come back to Ford Field, come back to home, and then you got Jared Goff, you know, the new son, our new guy, you know, the guy that was casted away from L.A. and sent packing, and we embraced him. We've embraced him. Um, he's ours, um, and we want to see the best for him. So it's going to be epic, uh, epic battle with so many storylines that can go into this game. And, man, I, we just want the fairy tale ending, which will be the Detroit Lions coming out victorious. As I mentioned, it's been a while, uh, 32 years since the uh, Lions last won a playoff game. How hungry is Detroit to see some success in the postseason uh, like they had when you uh, were blocking up front? Yeah, they're beyond ready for that to happen. These fans have been through so much over the past 30-some-odd years, uh, so much disappointment, uh, so much promise that never came through, and they stuck in there. They hung in there the whole time, and our fans show up and show out, and it, you see it this year. You see it not only at the home games, but the opposing stadiums. We take over their stadiums, and the enthusiasm has just been awesome here, back here in the state of Michigan, back here in the city of Detroit, and we're ready for it to keep going. We don't want it to stop. We want it to keep this party to keep going as long as we can keep it going, and I think, like you say, the fans, they're, they're ready. They've been dying for it, and they're ready for it to happen here. Lomas Brown joining us, color analyst of the Detroit Lions. Uh, this year went into the Detroit Lions Hall of Fame after a great career along the offensive line in the National Football League, a former sixth overall pick of the Lions. When you look at a Dan Campbell-led team, is he an old-school coach? Or is he more new school than people give him credit for? You know what? That's a great question. I think he's an old school guy that's able to adapt to the newer guys, to the new school way and the new school type of players that they have. Believe me, man, he's an old school guy that deep down in his heart um, and everything. But at, to be a good coach, to be good at anything in life, you have to be willing to adapt. Um, and that's what I think he's done a great job at, being able to keep his ways but adapt to some of the ways that he sees need to be adapted to when you're dealing with young players. And that's what we have. We got a team full of young players, a team full of guys, that are young, young players that are making impactful plays and making an impact on this team and this organization but you have to remember, these guys are still young. So I think Dan has done a great job. I think he should have very, very high consideration for Coach of the Year for what he's been able to do back here. And we think because of him, his staff, and Brad Holmes and what they've been able to do, our window open opportunity should be open for at least another three, four, five years. Lomas Brown joining us, uh, color analyst of the Detroit Lions in their Hall of Fame this season, uh, inducted in October. Uh, but what w- what about the Rams? Uh, is, is there a danger warning here on uh, one of the hottest teams in the National Football League coming into Detroit? Oh, yeah, I'm scared. I'm nervous. Uh, before this happened, they asked me 
my my choice is whether I want to see Green Bay or L.A. And I, I emphatically said I want to see Green Bay. I'm not, I I didn't want to have anything to do with Matthew Stafford uh, because, again, this guy is a Super Bowl winning quarterback. This is a guy that I know wants to come here and rip our heart out. I mean, he wants to win a playoff game in four kills. So, you know, I know I didn't want Matthew to come back here and make his return. Um, so, yeah, I am nervous. We seem to have answered all the questions throughout the regular season about after losses, will we be able to respond back? Uh, how are these guys, even after victory, how do these guys respond? So they've been able to answer the question pretty much 12 out of the, uh, you know, 12 out of the 17 games that we've had this year. So I think and I'm hoping that they'll be able to answer the Matthew Stafford and the L.A. Rams question too. How big of a loss could it be if Sam Laporta, this, uh, as you said, a good young team, he's one of the best good young players, if he can't go with that knee injury he suffered? Oh my God! That that I'm telling you, when it happened on the field, you should have heard how I just sucked all the life out the stadium. I mean, I hell, I even got sad up in the radio booth. It just it was devastating to see him go down because of just what he means to this team and just the impact he's had for us this year. And to see him go down, man, and it didn't look good. So. That's why I'm really not optimistic about him being able to play this week because of all the things that we ask him to do. You ask this guy to go in motion. You ask him to block defensive ends. You ask him to go out and pass routes. I mean, you ask a lot of the tight end position. is uh, It's big in our offense, and that's going to be tremendous, man. That's going to be almost irreplaceable losing Sam uh, Laporta. How important is this game, or – how big is it? Let's go back to your career a little bit. As the Lions kept winning and you get into the playoffs for the first time, you go up against the Cowboys. It's a home game. They didn't play in a playoff game since 83. It was 91. How big is this game for these young players? And what would you advise them? If you're addressing the group on getting ready for this week and getting ready for this game, you know why I hate to use these words, but it's, it's basically, to me, a must-win. I mean, again, my goal coming into this season was the Lions to win the uh, division, which they done, um, and for the Lions to host the playoff game, which we are, and for the Lions to win that playoff game, which we need to, because we haven't in so many years. So, you know, my 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 dreams and hopes are for them to win this game. So I almost look at this game as a must win. I really do. I mean, after a season like this and for you not to win a playoff game, I, I mean, you can't say it would be a failure, but it would be awfully, awfully disappointing um, to a lot of people. And I do know, knowing uh, Dan Campbell, knowing the organization, their goals are set higher than just winning a playoff game. I know their goals are much, much more loftier than just winning a home playoff game. That was my goal for that to happen. So hopefully, man, they will be able to, like I say, get it done versus Matthew Stafford. Well, I got two more questions before we let you go. I have to ask about those 
glory days in Detroit before he moved on, eventually got a Super Bowl ring with Tampa Bay. What is it like to block for Barry Sanders? Matt, you know what? I tell people it's hard, but it's fair because of how great the guy is. And it's hard because you don't know whether you're front side or back side of the play. So you have to just block it. You have to block the back side like you're front side because you always, me and we always, me, myself, Kevin Glover, all we got, we never wanted to be the guy responsible for Barry getting tackled. So you had to stay on the backside like you were on the front side because, like, you know, Barry would cut it all the way back to you and you would end up being the front side. But it was awesome. And the other thing I would tell people, you could go to YouTube, you could pull up Barry Sanders and see all his great runs. To me, some of the greatest runs Barry had were the ones that we see every Monday in the film room after a game. And it might be a one-yard loss. It might be a two-yard gain. But it's going to be the greatest one-yard or two-yard gain that you've ever seen in your life. And at least five times every Monday, he would make you say, oh, my goodness, how did he do that? How did he get away from this guy? He was just phenomenal. Not only as a player, but as a person, too. Okay, uh, final one, and we're going to go away from the NFL. I know you're, you're in Detroit. You've been around in Michigan a long, long, long time. Uh, pretty big night uh, around those parts with Michigan up yeah. against Washington in the national championship yeah. game. Uh, I know you're a Florida guy uh, at heart and an alma mater, but uh, what what do you think of the national championship tonight? Well, the head film uh, video guy is the Florida Gator. His name is Phil Bromley. He was on the Great Wall of Florida with me. He's been there for almost 30-some-odd years. Phil has been there as the video guy. So I love Phil Bromley to death. Go blue, block blue, go get it done. We're so close, man. We need a championship brought to the state of Michigan. Michigan is the closest thing right now to being able to get it. They're already out there. They might as well complete the job. They already slayed the biggest giant, which was Alabama. So they might as well go out there and finish the job. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to get it done in his, his swan song because you better believe he's gone after this. So I think he wants to get it done just as bad as anybody else. Go boo! That is Zalomis Brown, color analyst on the radio for the Detroit Lions. And he was on that team the last time they won a playoff game, last time they hosted a playoff game in Detroit. Way back 30 years ago. We'll see if they can get it done this weekend against the Rams. And their former quarterback coming back to Detroit, Matthew Stafford. Champs and Chumps next on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. You two are winners. Big winners. I think you're shagadelic, baby. You're switched on. You're smashing. You tried your best. And you failed miserably. The only thing I'm addicted to right now is winning. You're an idiot. Uh, you're a bad person. Each and every day, one champ, one chump. I'm actually going to start with champ. I usually end with champ. I'm going to start with champ. Ron Rivera got fired today by the Washington Commanders. The work Ron Rivera has had to do in Washington with Dan Snyder as his owner over the last couple of years, as the man said, he's barely had time to coach. He's been trying to manage that organization, doing everything else, and I have a lot of respect for Ron Rivera. Got fired today in Washington was not a great place to go to work. Uh, but he did his best. 
And who knows? He's getting up there, so I don't know how much coaching he's got left, but I hope it works out. The chump is uh, Jameis Winston of the New Orleans Saints who changed the play call at the end of the game. It was victory formation at the one-yard line, but he wanted Jamal Williams to get a touchdown. For I don't know. I don't know why he needed. Jamal Williams has scored plenty of touchdowns in his life. This isn't like a rookie who didn't score. And Dennis Allen, the head coach, got berated by Arthur Smith after the game for the disrespect. And and I like what Dennis Allen had to say. Yeah, he should be mad. Because I called victory formation to take a knee and end the game. It was 41-17. to Jamal Williams not do a bonus or anything else. And the backup clown quarterback, Jameis Winston, changes the play call to get a garbage time touchdown when his coach said, let's just take a knee and be done with the season. Jameis Winston is my chump today.